Introducing Mortgage Matters. He has no idea how bad it is out there. He has no idea. A show dedicated to helping you navigate a challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. The economy continues to face numerous difficulties. Now, your hosts, Dan Podesto and Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. The fact that you're being called upon to help clean up Wall Street's mess is an outrage. Broadcasting outrage. live from the KVEC studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? Talking it's about, time about. for Mortgage Matters. Well. <laughs> hey, good morning. Half, or well, two-thirds, I should say. <laughs> sure. Two-thirds two of the show, we're here. The show is mm-hmm. present. Mr. Uh, Mr. Grody apparently is tardy this morning. Apparently. We have to write him a tardy slip. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, know that, that, that does much, though, around our office. Yeah. Hmm. Let's see here. We'll just get organized. I'm sure he's <laughs> on his way. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. He didn't think that we were taking the weekend. It is Labor Day weekend. Yeah, it is. But normally we don't take Labor Day weekend off. Labor Day? I mean, isn't that... Aren't you spo- that's You're celebrating to work. work, right? Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Uh, by the way, happy Labor Day weekend, everybody. Yeah. And out the barbecue. Are you going to be barbecuing with, with Bobby today or what? Well, not today. Today we've got... Got some very fine yard working plans. Oh, awesome! And uh, I love that. Yeah, planting in the garden. I actually like that. Do you like that? I I really do. It's it's yeah. it's my main hobby. I think outside of work, of course, which yeah. dominates my life, and then the family, and then uh-huh. um, I really like to get outside, get my hands dirty, yeah, pull weeds, plant plants. It is a tangible. See the fruits of my labor. It is. It's a tangible way of improving the look of your property. Too. Yeah. Growing up. So growing up, I don't know if this is an Italian family thing or just my family thing, but um, mm-hmm. my grandfather, my dad, all had these beautiful vegetable gardens. Mm-hmm. And they plant way more stuff than it's humanly possible yeah. to consume. <laughs> way um, too many eggplant plants. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, when it's when it's onion and garlic planting season, they plant these enormous, I mean, these yeah. multiple four-by-eight beds of red onions and yellow onions and garlic. And then they have these bumper crops that... I mean, they just sit there, and I mean, there's there's onions and garlic around the garage hanging from yeah. strings to dry, uh-huh. and they're just there for months, if not the entire year. Oh my gosh, it's a uh, it's quite impressive. And huh. to, don't even get me started on tomatoes. Really, there's so many tomatoes. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't so know. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the the downstairs door is unlocked. You got in. I was able to get in. Yeah, I was. So yeah, you can't be out in the parking lot. Or right. maybe it could be out in the parking lot. We'll just kind of... We'll, yeah, we'll we're move, just going to wing it here we'll for a little bit. We'll move forward and we'll, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. we'll enjoy his arrival here soon. <laughs> so, and yeah. chastise it at the same time. <laughs> it's like, um, dude, um, 906. <laughs> yeah. Good opportunity to remind the listeners that this uh, is an interactive show. It's live. It's live. <laughs> if you'd like to call in and ask a question or share a comment... Um, preferably mortgage or real estate related, you can do so by calling 543-8830, Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to give a quick thank you to all of the firefighters that helped contain that uh, chimney fire up there that did so much damage, burned so many acres. Luckily, 
only, and I know that if it was one of your homes, it feels like everything, but only yeah. roughly 50 homes were lost. Yeah. Um, but, you know, looks like the worst is now behind us. Yeah, it's it was, what, how many thousands of acres? It's about 50,000 acres, Something I believe. Like that. Yeah, crazy. And then, what was it, just on Wednesday, there were a couple little spot fires yeah. that popped up, and gosh, you're like, hopefully that doesn't get out of control. About all that. There was, like, a little one out by Lopez. There's, and I'm just kind of wondering about... <clears throat> If it, I think they're being, they got to be being started somehow. I mean, I, I just don't know. Yeah. Have somebody out there just being an idiot. I've heard some, some commercials on the air lately about, you know, if you're pulling a trailer, make sure you're not dragging a chain that those sparks can um, start fires on the side of the road and then those right. can spread. Right. Things like that. And, you know, going up to the lake, obviously a lot of people are towing boats or towing motorhomes and things true. like that. So it's yeah. possible stuff like that's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, you would hope nothing deliberate, but yeah. um, that's possible. I didn't even think about that. Down, you know, it's, it's if you're towing a, if you're towing like a trailer up, then you know you, you do have the chains. Yeah. So and if those drag, drag, yeah, they can they can throw off sparks, and that can. I mean, it's dry up there, so it can that can be enough to start something big. So it's just you know making sure that you double check those kind of things and be be safe when you're out on the roads, and if you're staying up at the lake areas, those dry. Area, especially during these dry seasons, to just be safe. Yeah, there's a lot of people that make their homes up there, and you know, unfortunately, about 50 f families or so lost their homes. Mm -hmm. I know we have a, a worker. I think we mentioned this a couple times on the radio. One of our um, employees, uh, their family just bought a, a home up at the lake. <laughs> I'm. They must have closed on it just a month or two before the fire started. So yeah. it got pretty close. They were in Oak Shores there, and I know it was there was an evacuation order for Oak Shores. That's so crazy. It's pretty scary for the family. They're keeping a close eye. Um, so yeah, glad that glad that it's. I, I think today is the day that we're expecting full containment there, uh -huh. and, uh, and that's a great thing. Yeah, and then the Ray Fire is still kind of uh, out there too by Santa Barbara. So uh, yeah. it's kind of crazy about it's that, all that season. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's natural to have fires. It's good. It's nature's way of clearing out the old stuff and making way for the new stuff so hopefully we have a good a good winter rain season so that we can start bring to out see some of the new stuff <laughs> the new stuff <laughs> Come on. make sure we're not having mudslides and all uh, that i know growing up in northern california if there was a big fire in tahoe that was the next big worry was that then winter would come yeah. you'd have all the the rainfall and wetness and um are we seeing a, a response from mr yeah. brody and then you'd then you'd start to worry <sighs> <laughs> then you'd start to worry yeah. about mudslides. Uh huh. Is he on the way? No, he's not. No. So we're just gonna keep on plodding <laughs> ahead here, and uh, uh, maybe uh, Wes, if you're out there, we could do some help today. Or well, hey, I brought a few things here. Okay. So um, yeah, we're just gonna keep on. Well, I'll kick in with on. what I know, Dad. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, we um, just finished up. Well, Let's invite the calls too, because we really yeah. can need to push on that. All right, this time, of course. And five four three eight eight three zero. I'm sensing a little stress from you right now, Jim. No, I okay. think it should be okay. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, okay, so reminder: we are live on the air. Mm -hmm. It's five four three eight eight three zero. If you'd like to call in and ask a question or share a comment, um, or five four nine five one eight hundred five four nine five eight three two. 
which uh, 5832 spells out KVEC, right? That's right. And does. that's if, you know, you're local, but you like to dial more numbers. You can do that. 800-549-5832. Yeah. Are we streaming now? We are, 920kvec.com. And is there an app again that's functional? Uh, I'm not sure about, that, about the apps. Just Oh, well, we do have the Facebook, and we do have the Twitter, and we do have the Instagram. But the apps, uh, I'm not positive about that. So. I think possibly they're working on all that stuff. You know, the, the, the move just like screws everything up. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break so that we can get um, organized here and <laughs> we'll be right back with more mortgage matters. To ask a question or make a comment, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 will be back after these messages from our sponsors. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. This is Jason Grody with Central Coast Lending, host of Mortgage Matters on KVEC. As mortgage experts, we can help you refinance your home or investment property. We can lower your rate, shorten your term, or get rid of your mortgage insurance. Don't miss the opportunity to improve your financial situation. Call Central Coast Lending today. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing opportunity real estate broker. California Bureau of Real Estate number 018-39608. NMLS number 328-358. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people. Agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Well, I was going to try some. Here hey, it is. there you go. It just took forever. You recognize it yet? Probably not yet. Okay, we'll see if it keeps going here. I haven't uh, previewed this. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Okay, you're getting in now? Yeah, he died. I know, that's right. Isn't that crazy? But it's got this long, this long yeah. intro on it I forgot about. My, my kids are finally starting to be able to sit through an entire movie. Hold your breath. Yeah. Make a wish. And, um... Count to three. <laughs> We've been watching the newer one, the Johnny Depp one. Oh, okay. I know, it's great. This is one of my favorite movies growing up. I love it. Let's just watch the movie today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well. Yeah, Yeah, we've been watching the the newer uh, Willy Wonka movie. Yeah. You're you're getting involved in this, aren't hey, you? This is, I mean, this is bringing back childhood right here. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hmm. It's pretty awesome. Anyway. So, we're talking about working on the yards. Yeah, we were. And that's what I'm doing after this show. Yeah. But I've got about an hour and 40 minutes left with you. <laughs> if you'd like to share it with me, you can call at 543-8830. In the meantime, I'm just going to start talking. Yeah. Um, I was going to share with you before we took the break that we just finished up an incredible August. This has been a very busy um, summer for the entire mortgage industry. Things have really slowed down. We've talked a lot about appraisals. Okay. Um, okay being very slow, delaying transactions. National Association of Realtors has cited slow appraisals as being one of probably the main culprit in um, causing delays in in closing purchase transactions. It's also delaying refinance transactions because throughout the entire process, purchases are prioritized. And so refinances are always... Um, playing second fiddle, if you will, to purchases and and everything about them is taking longer. Um, appraisers are maxed out. They've got plenty of work, more than they can handle. There's already what feels like an appraiser crisis, that there's just not enough people, not enough new blood coming into that industry. So it's a very um, challenging thing. But the silver lining to it all is Central Coast Lending had its best um, production month in its entire company history. We had our best month ever. Awesome. Yeah. It was Great. quite exciting. I am I keep a close eye on the numbers, uh-huh. so I was pretty excited about hitting uh, a new record high for units close as well as total volume of loans. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it looks like September is still going to hang pretty strong, but we've... Labor Day is kind of that that traditional end to the summer season, and uh-huh. um, and so I'm expecting things to slow back down. We're also closely watching this September Fed meeting to see if interest rates rise, because that can have an impact on mortgage business going forward. Um, still a lot of speculation that there may be some desire to raise rates at this meeting. Um, I think... It's roughly about 30, 35% of economists think that there will be a September rate hike. Um, I tend to be in the camp that December will be the time that we see rates rise. So I still Mm -hmm. think that we're going to enjoy these low interest rates for a few more months. Um, I think it's, you know, the the big issue in purchasing is that there's just a lack of inventory. And Mm -hmm. I'm I'm hearing that everywhere. I I have sales reps from different banks come into our company. Uh, We talk about market conditions because there's not a lot of local um, bank representatives that we sell loans to that are here locally. Um, Really, it's just the retail banks that are here locally, um, whether it's mortgage banks or depository institutions. Those are the banks that you see here in our county and understand what's going on here. The bigger banks that buy loans and, you know, just are bigger on, in scale, they, they don't have a lot of representation here. Um, so they come in, they send their sales reps, they're trying to woo us, mm-hmm. have, us, sell us their, have us sell our loans to them, and they want to know about the market conditions here. And so we share information about what they're seeing. A lot of them come from the Bay Area or from the Los Angeles area. And so we tell them, you know, about the tons of mm-hmm. people that want to buy homes and that it's just hard to qualify or there's a lack of inventory. There's people that would like to move up into another home, but right. they don't have confidence they can sell their home and then find a replacement. 
So that's really the only thing holding back um, the housing market. I think that if, if the inventory were a little more in equilibrium with demand, that we'd, I mean, it would be absolute gangbusters right now. So, but I'm, uh, I'm pretty proud that we hit a, a company milestone, a, bit, a company record for volume last month. Well, good for you. And yeah. it's good that those people like from San Francisco and Los Angeles call you and, and talk to you or, you know, however they get a hold of you <laughs> because you're here. And the thing is like a lot of the, the thing about Los Angeles and San Francisco is we're here because we don't want to be in Los Angeles or San <laughs> exactly. Francisco. So you see that, uh, we're not, we're not that. Yeah. So you have the perspective more of what the central coast has to offer and what the people on the central coast like and do and you know what, how the lifestyle is. Yeah. Yeah. And that comes in handy, you know, as we, as we sell loans and work with banks to buy our loans, sometimes questions pop up about, well, why is it that someone lives in San Luis Obispo and has a, has a vacation home that's, that's less than a half hour away from their primary residence. That doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. because in LA that doesn't make any sense. Right. You know, it's, it's not something that, that you see very often, mm-hmm. but here it makes perfect sense. If you're living in, in San Luis, you might want to have a little beach getaway. And, right. and we see it a lot. We see people who have the home in Cayucas mm-hmm. or a little home down in Pismo beach that, that they like to escape to on the weekends. Um, you know, maybe they live up in, in Paso Robles, or, you know, then they endure the yeah. heat during the week and then they want to get away to, to the ocean for the weekend where it's 40 degrees cooler. So we see that a lot. And then it's our, you know, being here and understanding the nuances of our county and and being able to explain that to the banks enables us to get loans um, understood and sold and and moving. And, and we we provide that um, expertise, I guess, to to people who are outside of our area and they just don't understand. They don't understand that this is a very unique region well we have like we have like a different little areas here so like if you live in san luis um you might like Paso robles but san luis and Paso robles are totally different yeah. communities um cambria and Paso robles are definitely totally com- different communities and santa margarita uh the same thing kind of toward the south like mm-hmm. if you have santa barbara and santa maria santa barbara and santa maria are same county a lot of the same economic things, but they're totally different areas. They're totally different communities. Oh yeah, and it, you don't. A lot of I times feel like when Santa you're going Maria through, it needs to be adopted by slow. I, I mean, yeah, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you know. But then Santa Maria and San Luis are totally. Yeah, it's different. true. And so that that's what makes the county so so great to be a part of is uh-huh. that you know you have these they they seem like completely different worlds. But they're they're so close. They're drivable. Right. You can you can go to all you know these different all spots all in one day if right. you want. Right. And sometimes I do. Yeah. Um, exactly. And and it's great. Each each part of the county and and northern Santa Barbara County they have different things to offer, mm. and that's what makes it a special place. And that's what um, you know being able to do business here and mm. help people from outside the area understand what it's like being here mm. is really helpful. Um, more often than not, when a sales rep comes here um, to talk to us about buying loans, they they want to 
but they're just fascinated with the area and they're they're jealous that we can mm-hmm. you know have an office with an ocean view or that you know the area is just there's no traffic it's beautiful right. pace of life you know everything about it's just a place that they wish they could be oh yeah and um and yeah. actually speaking of this week san luis obispo hit yet another top national ranking um mm-hmm. i don't know if you saw this this time it was it was a um was it a website or a magazine it was a website called oh. college rank okay so it's a it's a website that I'll folks can up, go to i, I think when they're here. they're trying to figure out you know where the where their kids might want to go to school um they evaluate not only the curriculum of the school but also the culture the campus um the, the town with where the school is located and out of all of the campuses all the schools in the entire country they ranked Cal Poly number 1 wow yeah so you know we're i sometimes i kind of wish that they would uh they'd stop doing that yeah because it, mm-hmm. it, it attracts people like Oprah and the, <laughs> the whole thing of like you know whatever it was the the best community or you know she doesn't live here. She lives in Montecito, which is, you know, an hour and a half from here. Yeah, why doesn't she talk so about how great Montecito is? Yeah, exactly. Get people there. Yeah. We, you know, we're fine here. Just Yeah, leave us alone. Yeah. Thank you, Oprah. <laughs> thanks thanks for coming, but we like the fact that nobody knows about us. <clears throat> so yeah, this uh this particular researcher from College Rank uh, website, I guess what we'll call it College Rank is what it's yeah. called. It's a website. Um, this researcher, they, she went to hundreds of college towns, and based on factors such as outdoor space, the number of boutiques and cafes, pedestrian friendliness, culture, nightlife, and quote-unquote the general vibe, um, they came up with San Luis Obispo as being the number one place, the number one ranked place to, to be. And then they talked about not just the college students who would love the slow life, but that um, people really like settling here want to settle here because of all those amenities that this county has to offer and uh, i know personally going to school here graduating from cal poly in 2001 um, i mean it was a dream for so many of my friends to be able to stay here after college and only a very few i mean i'm maybe less than five that yeah. I can think of were actually able to find jobs and, and stay here. You know, some people stayed yeah. for a little bit, but it, it didn't last. And uh, eventually they had to move away due to, usually due to employment issues or sometimes due to family issues. They wanted to be closer to family. Right. Um, so well, yeah, it's a, it's a special place to be yet another national ranking um, for, for the area, which is, it's great. I mean, it, it's great that, People see how wonderful the area is, but you know you don't need to move here. You can come visit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you and you and Jason were lucky in the fact that you were able to graduate from Cal Poly, both of you guys, and you were able to uh, you were able to get a job in your field right out. Of, in fact, during college, right? Um. And then you were able to start a business. Mortgage was not my field. Um, I was definitely uh, going. I was a liberal arts major, wow. thinking about law school and oh, um, okay but you know after after college um decided that i needed a little break from school and that was the mortgage boom um mm. in about 2002 was when i got hired into the mortgage industry and darn it i just i've just, been here ever since 
So you yeah, found your it, niche. <laughs> it was uh, it was very fortunate that that we managed to find that. That's where I met Jason was at the that first company, and then um, in 2008 we started Central Coast Lending, and the rest is history, or it's history in the making. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, very fortunate to be here. Um, it's cool that uh, that slows slows getting the attention that it deserves. It's a great school. I I regularly think about my education at Cal Poly and think that the learn by doing um, mantra of the school is the right approach yeah. to school. Um, I met a lot of people in my life that have a lot of the, the I mean, great grades, great school, um, mm -hmm. you know, from different schools and stuff, but they're, they sometimes lack the practical application of their knowledge. Yeah. And I think that's one of the cool things about Cal Poly is that they're very much about providing the knowledge, but then providing how yeah. you use that knowledge as yeah. well. And that's what really matters. Yeah, I actually went there too. I don't talk about it too much, but I, I worked with- uh, I did not know that. Yeah, KCPR oh, and did the broadcast yeah. thing and put together a morning news program and an evening one actually. And then um, it was kind of funny because um, you have to do an internship, you know? And I, like, I- um, I was already working in the business. <laughs> I'm like, well, we need you to do an internship with the radio station or television station. And I'm like, well, I'm already working in the business. And so I wound up having to have, I got paid, but I had to do a paid internship with, um, well, I can say it was with KJUG at the time. And um, so I wound up getting paid and doing a paid internship at the same time. But it was kind of, it was kind of, can't you just sign me off on the internship? I'm working in the industry, <laughs> but, uh, but, it, but it was a good philosophy. It was a good learn by doing thing. Cause I did KCPR. I put together news programs. I, I worked in um, the music and of it with KJUG. And so I learned a lot actually. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's uh it's one of the great things about the school and mm. uh, it creates some pretty, Great contributors to society after they graduate. Yeah, and KCPR stands for Cal Poly Radio. Did you know that? Did you ever even think about that? What's the K stand for? Um, any uh, K. It's this funny. Anything west of the Mississippi has to have a K, and anything east of the Mississippi has to have a W. Huh? For the FCC. And so they but it just doesn't mean anything. It's it, just... and it means absolutely nothing. Huh? Interesting. <laughs> but. Anything west of the Mississippi, Alaska, and Hawaii, and the uh, territories in Guam and stuff like that, they have to have a K. I see. Surfers FCC rulings. I see. So Very interesting. Yeah, and East W. Well, with all this attention that Cal Poly is getting nationally and that the San Luis Obispo area is getting nationally over the years, not just recently, but it seems like... Every year, slows winding up on some list somewhere, whether it's great place to visit, great place to send your kids to school, great place to have a sandwich, you know, whatever, whatever it is, um, it's drawing attention here. People want to be here. It's creating um, a little bit of pressure on housing as if there already wasn't pressure. Yeah. And, um, and so that is contributing to, obviously, more expensive homes, more demand for homes, and... Um, so we just had some numbers come out related to county home sales and San Luis Obispo's median 
home price rose to 530000 in July. So it is just continuing to creep on up. I'm looking at the bar chart here for median price, and it's definitely the highest level for median home sales or median price in uh, in the past 12-month period. It's quite a bit higher um, than a year ago. In fact, I'm trying to find the number here. But it's a it's a steady upward climb, and usually what you'll see is you'll see sales and price kind of back off in the winter just because there's less activity. Remember, median is not the average sale; it's the middle sale. And when you get into those lower volume times, those numbers can be skewed a little bit. So it's important to look year over year. Well, and, yeah, go ahead. And in the winter too, people are doing a lot of other things. Right. There's, I mean, there's I mean, the Christmas, there's, you really know, Thanksgiving, attention. you know, a lot of people are just not concentrating on buying a house. Yeah, that's at that very point, true. Or even fixing what they have at that point in time, right? Correct. And so what we've saw, so a year ago, July of 2015, median home price in San Luis Obispo County was 488000 And now it's 530000 wow. I mean, that's quite a... That's Quite good. a jump, over forty thousand increase year over year. That's um, that's impressive. A little shy of ten percent. It's about eight and a half percent year over year increase um, in median price. So that's actually exceeding some of the uh, na- the different national figures that we've seen. I think in the last month we we've seen um, NAR does their own National Association of Realtors does their own um, metric. We have the FHFA. Home price index. And then we have the S and P K Schiller home price index. So those those yeah. are the big three. All three of those nationally suggest that homes are appreciating at about a five to five and a half percent clip. Here we're still at eight and a half percent. Does that take anything into an account too, Dan? Like with like, say I, I don't want to pick on. Well, I'm not going to pick on Grover because actually they're making a lot of advancements in fixing the in- infrastructure in the city. Sure. So. Does that kind of help the, the the boost in the median home price kind of help? Is that kind of helped with something like that where they're they're investing in the city? Um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't hurt. I guess you, uh-huh. as homes resell, then uh-huh. it resets property tax bases, which contributes to, um, you know, revenues to the to the different municipalities. So that that does help. Um, you know, any homes that were that were underwater at some point and had a property tax reduction while they were under what they originally bought the home for, while the value was under that, you know, they're they're seeing that value boost and they're returning back to their base ta- or back to their tax base plus the two percent CPI increase um, year over year. So I think that's really where you see the impact is in property taxes. Okay. That. There is that continued increase, but property taxes—if you already own your home—they're capped, and that's one of the big benefits of home ownership is that you're able to buy your home, you set your property tax base, and then it can only go up a certain percentage a year. Um, and and so even though the market is appreciating, according to this number, at 8.5 percent year over year, your property taxes are only going up. Um, they're capped at a two percent increase per year. Okay. I believe it's two percent. Um, so that's. That's the benefit of owning, but that's the benefit of to the cities and and the different um, unincorporated areas of home values going up is that that tax revenue continues to go up. 
Okay. And it's it's more noticeable when a home resells. When someone has like a, a home that's worth 500 grand that they bought and it was worth 200 grand, so mm. they're paying a much lower tax base. And then when it resells, that new owner is then paying a much higher tax base. So then you see that revenue really pick up. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, that I mean that's the good. The bad is that it makes it hard to buy. Um, you know, if you're a home buyer, a, a prospective home buyer here, or a move-up buyer, or any kind of person looking to buy a home, it's putting upward pressure, obviously, on prices. And there's just a lot of demand because people, you know, the the sentiment that we hear from people who are qualifying for homes or qualifying to buy is um, they feel like I want to say 2005 or six when the, the, the window's shutting, you know, I'm, I'm the, I need to be able to buy a home now, or I'm never going to be able to buy a home here. Right. And buying a home is kind of the key to them wanting to stay here and really set down roots long term. If they can't do that, they, they feel like they're lacking that stability and that ability to build wealth. Cause that's also one of the, one of the great ways to, to build wealth in this country really is to own real estate. You make those payments over 30 years, eventually you own a pretty big asset, free and clear, and and that's that's a lot of people's wealth is in their home. So if someone's a, a lifelong renter, it's hard for them to want to set down roots, build a family, you know, really plan for the future here. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the sentiment we're, we're hearing from a lot of people is, I feel like I got to, uh, they feel this pressure, they feel this anxiety about needing to find something now before prices escalate too right. much to where they just can't afford ever. Right. I mean, there's just no hope when condos in San Luis are, you know, upwards of $500,000 mm-hmm. single family homes. I mean, it's hard. And I'm talking San Luis city when in, in San Luis Obispo city, when that, when there's $600,000 plus, I mean, it's hard to find a home in San Luis city for under 600,000. Well, some, some of the problem though, too, like, when you're at the maybe the medium or the lower end of the income level <clears throat> spectrum there, when you're trying to save to buy a home, you also have to pay rent. So you're you're sometimes you have a real struggle there with coming up with the down. Yeah, at least. and and luckily for um, first time home buyers and lower income buyers, there are some down payment assistance programs as well as lower down payment requirement programs. Um, so maybe it'd be good to just talk about a few of those different ways that that people can um, buy a home with either down payment assistance or low down payments. Mm-hmm. One of the best ways to buy in our county, and this is one of the, the things that makes our county unique, is that it's got a very rural feel to it. Right. A lot of rolling hills, a lot of ag land, mm-hmm. uh, low population density. And because of that, the United States Department of Agriculture has a rural housing loan program that is eligible in most areas of this county. Okay. The only areas really that are not eligible are San Luis Obispo City okay. and the Five Cities area okay. and Santa Maria. Okay. <clears throat> um, but pretty much all the other areas are so, eligible. All of North County, all of the coast. Napomo? Um, Napomo is eligible. It's in between Five Cities and Santa Maria. Okay. And then when you get on the outskirts of any of those bigger areas. So like you Oceano, get into Orchid or stuff like that. Oceano... Because it's considered it five cities. Yeah, but. you have to look at the. There's a uh, there's an address lookup, or there's a map yeah. where you can see 
Grover, Oceano, those areas, I think they're not eligible. But right. you know, depending on where you're buying, there could be a fringy spot that mm-hmm. um, might might have some eligibility. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but what's great about that program is it's a government program which has lower interest rates. Um, the rates on a 30-year USDA loan, I think, are like three and a quarter, or maybe even three percent right now for a 30-year loan. It's a 100 percent loan program, so there's no down payment requirement. Wow. There is a mortgage insurance, but it's actually great timing that we're talking about this. Come October 1st, the USDA upfront, um, what's it called, a funding fee or a, it's a guarantee fee, that's what it's called. The the USDA guarantee fee, I think is what it is. It's an mm-hmm. upfront fee that's added onto your loan. So actually, when you get a USDA loan, you're not getting a 100% loan. You're getting a 102.75% loan. There's a 2.75% fee that's added on, and that fee is what's used to keep the program going. Okay. They're lowering that fee October 1st to 1%. Wow. So that's a great... 50% Great 50% reduction. That's it's good. It's more than yeah, almost a almost a two thirds reduction in that right. upfront fee. Uh-huh. There's also a monthly mortgage insurance fee, which is currently set at a half a percent annually. So it's a half a percent times the loan amount divided by twelve is your monthly portion of that um, mortgage insurance. That's going from 0.5 percent down to 0.35 percent. So the program is becoming more affordable come October first. And it's eligible in many areas of our county, zero down payment. I have, we have literally helped people get into homes with $500 out of pocket. Man. I mean, it's, it's awesome. awesome. Now there is an, we've talked about the geographic restriction. Mm -hmm. There's also an income restriction to that program for a one to four person household. The maximum household income annually that you can earn to be eligible is $86,700, which is actually a pretty Pretty good income. That's pretty good income, yeah. The issue we run into is the price of the home. So USDA technically has no cap to the loan amount. Okay. So in theory, you can buy a five hundred or six hundred thousand dollar home with no money down. Right. But there are a little more rigid debt to income ratio requirements. The maximum debt to income ratio is about forty two, forty three percent. Okay. So when you just do the math, if you have no other debts and your only debt is your is your proposed housing payment, mm-hmm. there's a point at which you really can't you're capped out on the purchase price because when you hit the income cap, the debt ratio just doesn't work above a certain um, above a certain purchase price. Right. So you're kind of capped out in one way or another. But it's a great program. It works really well in the North County. It works really well. Um, it still works pretty well in the Los Osos and Morro Bay areas, okay. although those areas are starting to get pretty pricey too. Right. Um, and Napomo is a great area for that program as well. Mm-hmm. The home prices work well with that program. Mm-hmm. So that's a great way for a home buyer to get in to this market. Do, you they, all, do they see like the areas like outside of Santa Maria, like maybe Los Alamos, San Ynez? Yeah, any, any of those areas any that are more there. rural. Um, really what the, the program's looking for is population density. And mm-hmm. I think it's, it's just the areas where uh, they have a number. I want to say it's like 30,000 people per some amount of area. I don't know what the, the actual metric is, but most mm-hmm. areas 
in our county qualify. It's just those heavier populated areas okay. that don't work. So when you get outside, you know, I said Santa Maria is an area that's not eligible because of the population density. Right. But when you get on the outskirts of Santa Maria, so you like, probably still have a Santa Maria zip code and address, but you're mm-hmm. you're kind of in the more rural part of it. Mm-hmm. That area is eligible. And so there's wow. a map that you can go to, and we can help you with that. We have, you know, there's a link. You can probably Google it. It's USDA. Look up the uh, Rural Housing Loan Program mm-hmm. property eligibility. And well, there's a map. You can either type in an address, and it will tell you, or yeah. you can just search the map in general by zooming into the area. Well, and then in that case, uh, San Luis might work, too, because you have the places like Edna. You've got the places out towards Morrill Bay more. You've sure. got some of the stuff, you know, maybe up. By the grade sure yeah those areas by lopez well lake could, could actually work. lopez lake still sometimes has a soundless address yeah that area yeah if you're interested in learning more about the usda um, rural housing loan program mm-hmm. we are experts at it it's a great program we put lots of people into homes uh, with that program and it's i think you know i've done comparisons with the usda minimum down payment which is zero fha minimum down payment which is three and a half and then a conventional 3 or a 5% down payment, which is the minimum there. And USDA not only is the least cash out of pocket, but it's also the lowest monthly payment. Okay. So it's hands down the best way to get into a home, maybe short of VA. VA is a great loan program. It's got the same low interest rate, same zero down payment requirement, actually has no mortgage insurance monthly. So payment-wise, that's actually a great way to go, too. But you have to be a veteran, so there's a limiting uh, factor there. I see. So, anyways, let's take a, another quick break let's here, and then we'll yet. come back and we'll talk about some of these other ways to get into the San Luis Obispo housing market with minimum down. Uh, we'll be right back with more Mortgage Matters. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. This is Jason Grody with Central Coast Lending. I see you at our kids' Little League games. I bump into you at the grocery store, and it's always fun when we pass each other at Farmer's Market. I'm not a national bank or a faceless website. I'm a local lender, accountable, competitive, and ready to help. Call Central Coast Lending today. When you buy or refinance a home, just call 543 Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing opportunity real estate broker. California Bureau of Real Estate number 018-39608. NMLS number 328-358. Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. If you want to join the conversation, call the show at 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Now, here's Dan and Jason. 
and I forgot her bed. So <laughs> we've, been, right. we've been so involved in talking here, you know. That's all right. I'm we're in both a hosting the yeah. show. We're both hosting the shows. Um, we're uh, we're spending time here talking about ways uh-huh. to buy a home and the minimum down payment options that are out there. Um, you know, so we talked a lot about USDA and some of the changes that are coming up in October, which are right. definitely for the better. Um, you know, for a while there, USDA had no mortgage insurance and it had a low upfront funding fee. And then it, they were having problems where they would run out of funds to fund the program annually. And so we'd see wow. that it, and it, I, I think the program renews every October. So it was like, you know, at, towards the end of the summer, after the big buying season, we start to see that USDA was on hold. They're running out of money. And it was a big problem because people are pre-qualified for USDA. They're in contract with USDA. And all of a sudden, USDA would send out this announcement that um, we're out of money. So we're stopping taking applications. We're, we're no longer taking ap- applications for the program until October when the program okay. renews. And so then they started to bump up these mortgage insurance um, premiums to help make the program a self-funded program where they wouldn't have these lapses um, you know, a couple month lapses during the year, which was great because that was a problem, but it made the program more expensive and a little less attractive. So now I think they've found that they're collecting maybe a little too much money and they're, they're finding that equilibrium where, um, the program can be self-funding, but Mm -hmm. it's not, you know, they're, they're making it as, as the bird, the, the monthly burden as little as possible so that it is affordable. I have a question, actually. Yeah. Why do we have loans through the USDA, which stands for the United States Department of Agriculture, rather than something through, like, the Department of Commerce or the Treasury or something like that? Um, I mean, the only thing I can think is that the Department of Agriculture is thinking about ag lands and, mm-hmm. you know, providing housing opportunities for people who are in agricultural areas because they want to see agricultural areas right. thrive still. And, mm-hmm. you know, last thing that we want to see is our farmlands just, you know, people can't afford to right. live around them. And so no one can work them. And then right. they just get subdivided and turned into houses. So, so that's I think why. that's part of it is just making sure that there's people that can own homes in agricultural areas to help support Hopefully those economies. Those areas. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's, that's my speculation. So that's my, why you might see like the fringe areas of places like Roy Grande, Oceano, San Luis, Santa Maria, because they are still heavily agriculture. It fall into those areas where you can get those loans. Yeah. And this is a national program. So it's not just mm-hmm. a California thing or a, mm-hmm. a slow County thing. This is for the entire country. So there's a lot of this type of lending in the middle uh, of America where, mm-hmm. you know, home prices are a lot lower and that's, that's really a great thing out there to, um, provide opportunities to, to own in really any agricultural area. And we're just lucky that we're an agricultural area, a rural area, and we get to take advantage of this program as well. Um, you know, they're not trying to allow people to buy mansions and, and that kind of thing. So that's why they have these income caps and these, um, debt to income ratio caps that are more restrictive. They're, they're really trying to help first time home buyers mm-hmm. get into homes in an affordable fashion. That, mm-hmm. That's really the idea. If you apply for a USDA home loan and USDA sees that you have, um, lots of money in the bank, uh-huh. they'll tell you to go convent uh, with a conventional or a, a 
another type of, of loan, you know, an FHA or a VA loan. They, they don't want, if you have the ability to make a down payment, that's not their target. They're not targeting you. They're targeting people that have a difficulty in making a down payment, but have the income necessary to afford the monthly payment. Um, but they just, they just can't save enough to, to get the down. So that's really their target audience. Do these only apply to stick build or do you have to, or can you have a manufactured home moved in? USDA is kind of quirky. Um, they will allow a manufactured home, but it has to be a new manufactured home. Okay. They will not allow a resale manufactured home to qualify for this program. So you can't get a mobile home from ni- yeah. 1970s and move it in there or whatever. Correct. Yeah, it has to be a brand new manufactured home to be eligible for USDA. I actually had a call about this at the office yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, someone found a, a resale manufactured home um, on land in an area that was eligible, but USDA doesn't do that. Um, So all the other programs will, the FHA, VA, conventional, they'll all do that on a resale manufactured home, but not USDA. Okay. Um, We're getting to that awkward end of the hour time where I want to talk more about these programs. We're five minutes away from that uh, forced uh, break. Yeah, I know I'm going to get cut off. So let me talk just real quickly about VA because that's the other best way to buy a home and it's the only other zero down payment loan out there, okay. VA. Obviously, you have to have, uh, you have to be a veteran. Um, you can be a reservist. You could be um, an active veteran. You could be a veteran during peacetime or wartime. There are different time requirements for okay. being a veteran to be eligible um, for the VA loan program. Um, we we're just working with someone who was a veteran, but they didn't meet the service requirements okay and uh, we called because you know we weren't getting the answer very quickly um but i want to say that it was six years of service time during peacetime okay and i can't remember what the war time was and this Hmm. person had some um some service time during a wartime but it was they were in training i would think that the wartime would be shorter it's a lot shorter but they were in training so they weren't like they weren't actively deployed during that Uh time so they they weren't eligible unfortunately um but so anyways if you are a veteran and you do meet those standards you we get a certificate of eligibility Mm -hmm. to determine if you are eligible and what your benefits are for that program and assuming that you are eligible you can get 100% financing on a VA home loan. Okay. And there is a there is an upfront funding fee with VA like there is with um, USDA. It's 2.15% of the purchase price for a first-time use, and then it's 3.3% for a subsequent use. Um, there's also, I think it's like 2.4% if you're a reservist. So there's different things depending on your situation, but there is an upfront funding fee. If you had a mm-hmm. disability, um, then you actually can, that that upfront funding fee will be waived and you'll have no upfront funding fee. Uh-huh. So um, depending on your situation, that certificate of eligibility that we get from VA will tell us what your funding fee will be. Um, and we actually have a lot of military around we here. We do. We've got Camp Roberts to the north. We've got Vandenberg to the south. south. Um, so yeah, we have a lot of veterans in the area and it's a, it's an incredible way to buy a home. There's a, there's really no limit to the VA loan amount. You, the, 
the conforming loan limit is four hundred and seventeen thousand dollars. The the high balance loan limit in San Luis Obispo County is five hundred and sixty one two hundred thousand dollars. And then in Santa Barbara County, it's six hundred and twenty five five hundred. So you can buy a hundred percent up to those values. If you want to go over those prices and still use the VA loan, you have to make a twenty five percent down payment of the difference between the county maximum and your actual purchase price. Okay. So let's take San Luis Obispo County with right. a 561,200 cap. If you want to buy a $600,000 home, you're going to have to make a 25% down payment of the difference between 600,000 and 561,2. So wow. roughly 10 grand yeah. is your down payment requirement okay. for VA. That's not too bad. No, that's not bad at all. That's pretty doable for and most people. And you're actually. essentially getting a jumbo loan at today. VA is like three or three and a quarter percent. Wow. I mean, that's that's an unbeatable deal. You yeah. don't get a better deal than that on jumbo jumbo money. So um, VA is incredible. There's no monthly mortgage insurance. Mm-hmm. There's no income restriction. Um, the only requirement is that you're a veteran. That's it. Do they loan on something like a townhome or a condo? Yeah. Or, yep. So there, it's pretty wide open. Then. It's a wide open program, and uh, it's a great it's a great way to buy a home. Those are your two zero down loan programs. We'll talk about some other mm-hmm. um, options for getting into housing in an affordable fashion when we come back after the top of the hour news break. Here, we've only got a few seconds left before we get forced out. I'll remind you that you can call in and ask a question or share a comment live on the air. 543-8830 is the phone number. 543-8830. If you want to talk about any of these um, home buying opportunities during the week, yeah. you can call Central Coast Lending at 543-LOAN. That's 543-5626. We also have a lot of information on the website, centralcoastlending.com. We have information about every one of these loan programs. Um, as well as just news and other information that might be of interest to you. It's very well open. It's a very good website. So stick around. After this five-minute break, we'll be back with another hour of Mortgage Matters. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Chevy Chase there just doing all the lip syncing. Paul Simon and Lady Smith Blackman Bosley. Wow. Boom, boom. If I was in my car, I'd be 
I'd be singing pretty loud, but yeah. I embarrass myself enough on the radio. I don't need to. That's right. I, I don't need to add. You can call me out. Add my singing ability <laughs> or lack thereof to the list of embarrassing things. Yeah, that's right. We just blew away the 30 second rule, but anyway, yeah. that's all right. We're talking over it. That's right. Here we are. We're back. It's the second hour of Mortgage Matters. If you're just joining us, we had a scheduling snafu, so yeah. Luckily, I'm not here alone. No, got, I'm here. I've we're got doing, Jim. We're doing good. You're you're like the mortgage apprentice at this point. I right? think so. I mean, you I've, know enough to be. Pretty I've dangerous. learned a lot, actually. <laughs> I've learned a lot. So I've learned a lot listening and being here on your shows, actually. Yeah, I really good. have. That's the whole idea. Yeah. It's the whole idea. That's why we show up here every Saturday for well, gosh, half, eight two years thirds strong. of us show up here every Saturday. <laughs> two thirds of us show up. <laughs> yeah, we try to uh, try to keep you abreast yeah. of all that's going on in the local real estate market, the national real estate market, and most importantly, uh, the financing aspects of real estate. Uh huh. So we've talked a little bit this last hour about um, about the USDA and VA 100% financing loan programs. Those are the ways you can buy a home with no money down. Mm -hmm. Um, They are incredible ways to become a homeowner. Um, I wanna take a quick break because there are a few other loan programs I wanna talk about, but there was some news this week um, about employment that I wanted to share very quickly before we get back on the loan program discussion. Okay. Um, Midweek, we, First week of every month, um, we start to get employment data for the previous month. Okay. So July employment data, or I'm sorry, August employment data was starting to come out on Wednesday. Wednesday, we saw ADP um, employment numbers, and that's the payroll provider ADP. They they do a lot of payroll nationally, so their number is, is kind of a... It's a preview of the Friday number that comes out from the Department of Labor. Right. And this is every Friday? or yeah, This is the uh, first Friday of every month the Department of Labor does their employment statistics. And this okay. is the big watch number. The Fed is watching this. Uh-huh. Politicians, of course, are watching this. Everybody's watching this number from the Department of Labor to see how employment's progressing. Um, but the Wednesday prior to that Friday reading is the ADP private payrolls number. And so... Private payrolls. Yeah, that's not us. That that yeah. ringing you hear that's is not a, somebody listener trying to get through. Someone wants to buy some advertising. Yeah, our phone actually does not <coughs> ring here in the studio. Um, so, so the private payrolls number came out. It was plus about a hundred and seventy-five thousand, I believe, was the number. I don't have it right in front of me, but it was about one hundred seventy-five thousand. That was a good number. Um, and so we started to think that that the Friday number was going to be great as well. In fact, we started to see 10-year Treasury yields rise um, in anticipation of such a great number from ADP. They thought, hey, you know, it's going to be good come Friday as well. The Friday number came out kind of disappointed, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, we Employers added, according to Labor Department, just 151,000 jobs in August. That's kind of small. Yeah. Um, you know, we're... We've been enjoying some some good numbers the last two months. July, we saw an uh, increase of 275,000 jobs. Mm-hmm. And in June, we saw an increase of 271,000 jobs. I do have a question about that. Sure. Uh, and it, it would change it very slightly, possibly. But when you talk about that a change in the amount of jobs and stuff like that, does that include 
the United States and its territories, or just the United States proper? I believe it's um, all U.S. employers. Okay. So I would think that it's any any territories, any uh-huh. of the non-contiguous states like Alaska and Hawaii, of course. And uh-huh. Yeah, I would think that so it's you're... anywhere that's considered a U.S.-based company. Okay. So, um, yeah, and and the the big difference between the ADP number and this Labor Department number is that um, ADP is just looking at private payrolls, whereas Labor Department's looking at all payrolls, including government. Okay. Um, so, usual a lot of times we'll see the ADP number is a little bit lower because they're not counting the government okay. sector. Um, here, obviously the the Labor Department number came out about 20, 25,000 lower than the ADP number, and it was more than 100,000 lower than the two previous months. Wow. So we've been in a nice groove over the last couple of years with 200,000-plus jobs added each month, except for a little little snafu there in the springtime of this year when we saw some pretty dismal numbers. Right. Um, but we had a nice rebound here in the summer, and we had no reason to believe that August wouldn't continue with that trend. Okay. Unfortunately, it came in kind of disappointing, like I said. Yeah, a little bit down. The unemployment rate, however, remained steady at 4.9% for the third straight month. So with kind of a disappointing reading, um, with jobs added, we... There's now some speculation that perhaps the Fed will, you know, maybe not do anything in September. Before this jobs reading, um, there was about a 30-35% expectation that the Fed would hike rates at the September meeting. And now after this reading, investors are thinking, eh, maybe about a 20% chance that the Fed raises rates this month. Mm-hmm. So definitely, you know, the, the Fed's made it clear. They're, they're looking at hiring. They believe that the jobs are picking up, and they've, they've said that, that it's recovering. Everyone admits that it's not as fast as we want over this eight-year recovery mm-hmm. that, you know, it's definitely the slowest we've seen a recovery. But it's also a downturn like we've never seen before also. Is there kind of a little bit of hesitation right now because we do have an election coming up? Hesitation to raise rates. Yeah, and like the maybe the job thing too, just like a hesitation. Um, possibly. I think I I think the uncertainty mm-hmm. of the election definitely impacts employers' willingness to hire, and, because, as well as the Fed's willingness to make drastic policy changes. Well, and there's really no clear winner at this point either. No, I mean Hillary, Hillary and Donald and are really neck and neck. And with yeah. the way that information travels so fast anymore, you know, yeah. things can turn on a dime. Yeah. You know, you don't know what scandal is going to pop up tomorrow that's going to derail someone's chances. So yeah, what's what's Bill been doing lately? Yeah, right. I mean, there's <laughs> anything. I, I don't. It's hard right. to surprise me anymore. Right. Um, so yeah, I, that uncertainty definitely. Um, gives pause to to employers thinking about growing um, their labor force and and the Fed making moves. Although I think the Fed's a, a little more insulated from that. You know, they're they're looking at the general economy. They're they're I don't think the political environment influences yeah. them quite as much, although I'm sure it has some impact. Right. But um, you know, they've really made it clear. Jobs of course is important to them. Mm-hmm. They want to see that we're growing. 
They want to see that GDP is growing. And we did see some GDP readings this week that suggested that the second quarter readings a little bit better. I think the most recent reading we saw officially was 1.1%, which Mm -hmm. is pretty bad for a third quarter, especially in recent history when we've seen the third quarter be the shining quarter of the entire year. I think the last couple of years it's been three and a half to four and a half percent over the last couple of years. So at 1.1% with the most recent reading mm-hmm. um, for 2016, not good. But I think this week I saw it at 1.3% was the revised number. Okay. So that's better. And the Q3, or yeah, yeah. So yeah, Q3, they, they revised it to, it, it's looking like it's about 1.3%. Still not great. Um, but so the Fed cares about jobs, they care about GDP, and they care about inflation. Okay. And inflation continues to lag, although it's improving, kind of, sort of, according to their metric. So those are the three things that they're really focused on with respect to their next, to, with their policy decision. And so this jobs number being a little disappointing has people thinking more now that December's the likely time when we'll see a Fed rate hike. You know what I've noticed, and uh, it's kind of an indicator too, maybe sometimes of the economy, is I've not noticed the gas prices jumping like they did last summer at Labor Day. Oh, don't they start to go down? Yeah, I mean, but they usually kind of go up around Labor Day because Because it's it's a big travel weekend. Big travel weekend, but I I don't see them jump up like they did last year. You know, I, I. Go to the gas station in Morro Bay at the oh. it's the Morro Bay Mobile right at the mm-hmm. the roundabout there, and mm-hmm. I feel like it's been stuck on two seventy nine a gallon for the eighty seven octane for quite a while, mm-hmm. and you know that feels good to me. It does, but it's kind <laughs> of an indication of the economy and like the especially as far as tourism and yeah, you know, yeah, I think that. It, it definitely says something about that. It says something about mm-hmm. um, about consumer spending, which that mm-hmm. was another number that came out this this week. The consumer spending, the pace of growth slowed. It grew, but the pace of growth, it's always kind of tricky mm-hmm. when you read these headlines. What are they really saying? Um, personal consumption. The economy sucks right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah. they, they try to say right, that right. It, it's... Yeah. It's slowing. You know, you read the headline, consumer spending slows. Well, actually, the Commerce Department reported on Monday that personal consumption expenditures were up Mm 0.3%, but it was lower than the 0.4% we saw in July. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we, our economy and our GDP is heavily based in consumer spending. It's about 70% consumer spending. Mm-hmm. So this is important stuff, and I, I think you're you're hitting it on the head here. We when we see the consumer just kind of mm-hmm. getting out there, and the, the growth in spending isn't really happening, you're not going to see gas prices going up real high. You want to you want to incentivize people right. to get out and travel and spend some money on a vacation, and part of that is making it affordable to get out and travel and spend money, and and so. Gas is a big part of traveling expenses, yeah. and so yeah, you're and, right. I haven't seen it spike. And whereas, like we're in a we're in a tourism area, so we do see a lot of tourist period, even if it's down. Yeah, but overall, is what I'm saying. You know, it kind of doesn't seem like I I know I, I haven't noticed the gas prices go up like they did last year. Yeah, I have not because they're seeing an overall average, and we're just seeing 
what happens here right here in San Luis Obispo County. Yeah. So. So, yeah, here we are. We had a kind of a disappointing reading. I was really expecting another two ha- 200,000-plus jobs added um, for August, and, and it was it was not there. So, so kind of a disappointing number. Um, jobless claims for the week. So, you know, it's not even a number we talk about too much anymore. They seem to be pretty steady at about 250,000 jobless claims mm-hmm. uh, per week. So that was another employment-related number. Oh, yeah, here's the ADP number, the private payrolls number. Wow. Yep, it was right around the 170, 175 mark there. Wow. That's, so, that's crazy. That's not, that's not bad, actually. So there we are. Um, I'm, I've, I've long been predicting December to be the next rate hike. It's a time when economic activity is pretty slow. We were talking about during the break. That's a time when people are spending time with families, right. you've got Thanksgiving, you've got the Christmas holiday, you've got a lot of people traveling, you've yeah. got New Year's, mm-hmm. you've got a lot of stuff going on where you're family focused and you're mm. not so much thinking about the economy, thinking about election stuff. You're not thinking about that. You're thinking about your family. Right. And um, and so that's, that's a good time, I think. That's what we saw last year. Fed slipped in a little rate hike. Um, didn't seem to jar things too much. In fact, we saw interest rates go lower Kind of defies logic a little bit, but um, you know, here we are today. Interest rates are sitting about a full percentage point lower than at this time last year, which but don't is they kind of they might incredible. we might see a little bit of bubble in like November, December because people are spending more for you know Christmas presents and things like that. Don't you as think? far as consumer spending goes, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a time when that's that's <laughs> when. A lot of businesses, a lot of retail-oriented businesses make their money for the years around that mm-hmm. holiday time. Yeah. Um, so, but as far as interest rates go, um, it seems, you know, after the jobs announcement, there really was almost no change in the 10-year Treasury yield. It was hovering midweek around 1.55, 1.58, and then I think it closed the week about 1.6%. So really not a big change yeah. in the Treasury yields. We talk Pretty about much negligible. Actually, yeah, yeah. we talk about the ten-year Treasury yield a lot because historically there's about a one and a half to two percent um, relationship between it or difference, I should say, between the ten-year Treasury yield and the thirty-year fixed mortgage rate. So Treasury yield around one point six percent. Add two to that, 3.6% is kind of where the 30-year fixed mortgage rate is right now. So that's a good relationship there, and that's why we look at that a lot. Um, People often ask, well, why the 10-year? Why not the 30-year bond? Why the 10-year? Well, the average duration of a 30-year fixed note is about 10 years. So it's the instrument that best matches up with the 30-year fixed mortgage. And so that's why that's the benchmark yield for mortgages. So. Anyways, there we are. Um, oftentimes, as we approach these Fed meetings, which this Fed meeting is towards the end of September, I want to say it's like the 21st and 2nd or 22nd and 23rd, something like that is the, the meeting this month of the Fed, you'll start to see some speculation that maybe they will make a move. Maybe there'll be some economic numbers that come out that are strong, start to get people thinking, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to place a bet in the market here that that they will raise a quarter point. And so you'll start to see that treasury yield hedge against that and, and maybe rise 
rise up a little more. And then if they decide to not make a move, the treasury yield will slowly inch its way back down to where it was before the ramp up. So I kind of suspect that's going to happen here as we move along in September. You also have this phenomenon at the end of a quarter where traders are trying to make balance sheets look good for quarterly financials. And so you see some some maneuvering that doesn't always correlate with the economic data that we see. So if you're involved in a mortgage transaction, I guess the point of this is my message to you is if you're involved in a mortgage transaction, um, I think that it's a good idea not to float your interest rate. You want to lock in the interest rate. Um, if you're happy with where interest rates are, with where your your quoted interest rate and fees are, I'd lock it in. I don't think there's a lot to gain by floating. I think the the rising rate risk is a little greater than the falling rate risk. And most banks now have a float down policy that if rates do improve, you can take advantage of that market improvement. Um, so you've got some protection there if rates do fall, but you're protecting yourself. Also, if rates rise, you want to lock in that interest rate. So that's what I would recommend right now. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get back into talking about loan programs and some ways that you can buy a home here in San Luis Obispo County with little money down. And what I want to focus on this next segment is more about some low down payment combined with some down payment assistance. So we'll do that after this quick break. We'll be back with more Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. This is Jason Grody with Central Coast Lending. Give yourself the best possible chance to buy your dream home with our 21-day close. We get you fully pre-approved before you find your house so you can write a shorter, easier offer and beat out the competition. It's time for you to be the offer that gets accepted. Call Central Coast Lending today. When you buy or refinance a home, just call 5 Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing opportunity real estate broker. California Bureau of Real Estate number 01839608. NMLS number 328358. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your host, Dan and Jason Jim. from Central Coast Lending. You're liking it, huh? Are you 
suggesting that this is a circus today? No, it's not a circus. <laughs> but it's Three Dog Night. The show must go on. Ah, yeah. It's live radio. Yeah. What else are you going to do? Well, we're just going to press on. fill the airwaves. That's right. We're having a great show so American far. American General Media likes KVC, but they don't like two hours of dead air. Right. They really don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think we're doing a good job yeah, here. We're, we're having doing. a great show, sharing a lot of information. Um, you know what I found hmm. when you're when you're talking about a topic, it's really hard to think about the next topic you want to talk about. That's really tough. Isn't it's, it? it's really tough to yeah. do. So yeah. some of what I'm saying today feels a little jumbled. Like um, you know, earlier I was sharing some of the median home price statistics for the county. That the county median jumped up eight and a half percent. From July 2015 to 16, the new the the new reading for median home price in the county in July was 530,000. And uh, here I am. I'm now seeing the S and P Case Shiller number mm-hmm. um, in my notes here. That that rate. Let's see. It was up nationally only 5.1 percent. So. 5.1% increase, kind of what I was thought, what I've seen recently for the national figures, about 5 to 5.5%. So it's right in line with what I was what I was thinking. Um, and then also here, I came upon an article that I clipped from the Tribune this week talking about employment. Since we just got the employment numbers nationally, that the national unemployment rate's at 4.9%. Um, uh, I wanted to share the California and San Luis numbers. So for California, for July, we had a 5.9% unemployment rate. And for San Luis Obispo County, we had a 4.7% rate. So that San Luis County number is looking pretty good. It was also uh, the eighth best um, employment reading among California's 58 counties. So San Luis Obispo County in there at 4.7% unemployment. Do we have a caller? We have a caller. We have a caller. Hey. David. Welcome to the show. David and San Luis. David. Hi. Nice to hear from you. I feel like I'm on yeah, an island here. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, kind of trying to squeeze in a little too much here. I just wanted to ask uh, if I, if, if there's like a, you know, an inheritance and there's a trust and it's being processed, uh, can you get a loan against, how does that, uh, say there's like you want to buy a house or uh, maybe you want to buy a property that has to pay cash for? Is there any kind of loan you can get to like buy property if it's secure against money that's going to be in your pocket in, you know, six or eight months or something like that? Well, a mortgage is always secured against the property. So that's the security for a mortgage, um, you know, and then you have to meet any minimum down payment requirements per whatever loan program you're qualifying for to buy the property. So, I mean, you can, I I don't know what kind of loan opportunities there are out there for securing against inheritance money that's due to you. Am I under, I'm not sure if I'm understanding the question correctly. You're well, you're, you're thinking you, one, you want to get a loan like, against inheritance money to use to buy a property? Uh, no, actually, you know how land or you know uh, a piece of property that actually 
you know, only a contractor can buy it because the foundation is bad or something. Okay. Um, is there any kind of, like, financing that can be done to, um, you know, purchase that property? Because it's secured against, like, you know, funds that are actually, you know, they're just going through the process, not in your hand yet, but they're going through the process of, uh, you know, the whole trust getting, you know, put into your name and all that sort of stuff. Um, has that ever, is that ever something that can be done or is that not? Because it's kind of like cash, but it's not quite. Yeah. It's not well, in your hand yet, so. Do you have an ability to make a down payment on whatever property you're you're trying to buy? Uh, well, what I'm talking about, well, yeah, we do. But the the kind, if I were to buy a property that, like, you can only, only a contractor could buy it, I think. Um, because there's something wrong with the with the home. It's not a home that would that would meet conventional guidelines, right? That's what you're talking about. Something yeah, that needs some rehabilitation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's exactly. It's an old Victorian that has foundation issues, so they're only they're basically saying it's only only a contractor could buy it unless you buy it outright. Right. Okay. So yeah, when you, when you have a property that that doesn't meet uh, traditional mortgage criteria, your options are to either buy the property with cash, or there are some times where you can either get a rehab loan or um, a construction loan to improve the property and that loan to value that, that you could receive, um, the, the loan to value is based on the finished value of the home, the improved value. So let's say, for example, you're looking at a Victorian home that when it's all said and done is going to be worth $1 million, but today you have the opportunity to buy it for $500,000. Yes, you can get a loan for that property in that situation. Uh, okay. Because, um, uh, so, I mean, would you need to have, like, a contractor, like, sign on to be able to get it? I mean, that's, I, there's a property, well, I don't know if it's actually still there. I haven't checked in the last week or whatever. There was a property downtown San Luis Obispo, and it says, you know, kind of like it's just for sale for contractors. Okay. Um so yeah, if if you're looking at a property that requires rehabilitation, um, both the rehab loans and the construction loans, there's a there's a contractor underwriting component to the underwriting process. So you would have to identify a contractor, get a bid, um, and and then that bid as well as the contractor credentials get presented to the underwriter so they can see. They can see the project. They can see what it's going to look like when it's finished, what the amenities are going to be, what the budget is. They also help you make sure that the budget seems reasonable. So, And, and they, they they underwrite the contractor to make sure that they're qualified to do that kind of work. Um, you know, they... So, yeah, all of that, you would have to do that kind of homework beforehand, find your contractor, get the bids, and then submit that along with your loan package to qualify. Okay. So yeah, if that's something that that you're interested in in getting qualified for, we definitely do that. We have people who are really well versed in the the rehab and construction loan programs and process. And I'd invite you to give us a call during the week at five four three loan five four three five six two six. Okay. All right. 
All right. My question. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for the call, David. Appreciate it. You know, Dan, that kind of brings something, uh, another possibility here. He uh, mentioned it being in a historic district. Mm-hmm. Are there any loans that are available if you're trying to buy a home in a historic district? Um, not to my knowledge. There's nothing specific for that situation. But when you are buying in a historic home, oftentimes you have some, there's some different property tax um, protections. You know, a lot of those homes are protected um, where the property taxes are far lower than yeah, like than a non-historic home, basically. Yeah, so but. they, I mean, you, these homes are, you know, million or more dollars, and part of the value in owning the home is that the property taxes are so darn low. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there that that's really the only difference that I see. There's not a a loan program specific for a historic home. Okay. You know, they qualify just like any any other home. Mm-hmm. They have to meet the same health and safety standards, um, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So, which may be part of his problem because he's saying there's problems with the foundation or something. Yeah. I so believe. what he's needing is, mm-hmm. you know, that loan or that home today would not qualify for a conventional or an FHA loan. Um, it, it requires the rehabilitation to bring it up to property standards. So there are a couple of different loan programs. FHA offers a 203k loan and Fannie Mae offers a home style renovation loan. There are also loans um, that are just construction loans. There's Mm -hmm. um, construction loans through Fannie Mae, FHA, VA, um, or there's uh, jumbo or or other private construction money that's available out there. Okay. So there's there's a variety of options available for a home that doesn't meet standards today, but requires little little TLC, mm-hmm. let's say. So we we definitely offer those programs, and we're happy to counsel people on on how to qualify, um, what the process is, because it's a little bit different than just buying a, an existing home that meets standards. There's there's a little more work that goes into those. Okay. So, yeah, great question. Appreciate the call. Um, You're getting a word in edgewise today, by the way. Man, who knew that I could talk <laughs> for two hours, right? <laughs> Who knew? I didn't know. I'm uh, learning. I'm learning something about myself today. I think you can. I'm sure you're you're we're fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about um, about FHA. FHA is a, a loan program that's another great way to buy the 203k loan I just mentioned is is a way to buy a home that requires rehabilitation. There's two different versions of that 203k program. There's one, it's a streamlined program. It's a little bit faster, a little bit easier to qualify. Um, It limits the rehabilitation to just $35,000 of repairs. Um, So, and and it limits what kind of stuff you can do to the home. Um, It's basically anything that's not adding square footage. You know, you're talking about replacing a roof, repairing a foundation, um, repairing, you know, Improving windows. Maybe you got single pane windows and you want double pane. Replacing uh, the siding. Yeah, maybe you have you know some some rot or insect issues. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have you know you want to improve the the fire safety of the home. Okay. Maybe you have shake shingles and you want to get some some comp or cement roof type stuff. Or, it looks similar, but you know, it's not. Same it's thing hazardous. with the siding. Maybe you want to replace wood siding with something that's a hardy plank, something that's fire resistant, mm-hmm. things like that you can do. So there's a, there's a, um, 
set schedule of the types of improvements you can do. It really is is pretty much anything except you just can't add square footage to the home. Well, say like if you have like single pane windows and you want to switch them out to double pane, mm -hmm. is that? I mean, that's that's eligible that's within that. Yeah, but so with this streamlined two hundred three k, you're just you're limited to thirty five thousand. Then they have the full program where you can pretty much do anything. Mm -hmm. You can uh, and, and to any dollar amount as well. And then there's the Fannie Mae program, uh, the home style renovation loan. It also allows for anything. You, you can add square footage. You could add a second story. I mean, you could do. You could add a pool. You could do uh -huh. whatever you want. It's really cool. Hmm. Um, so those are great programs. They're based on the final value of the home. Uh, the home style program goes up to ninety-five percent loan to value. The two hundred three k programs FHA it goes up to ninety-six and a half percent loan to value. That's amazing. They're incredible ways to creatively get into a home. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's hard to find an existing home around here that's within your price point that you can get because there's competition. So sometimes you have to be willing to maybe take on a project to buy a home. And these rehab loans are a great way to, to do something that maybe not everyone's willing to do. Not everyone's willing to take on a rehab project to own a home. So that may be an opportunity for you. And these programs help you do that. Now, if you are just trying to buy a regular existing home that requires no work. Mm -hmm. um, FHA is another great way to get into home ownership um, with minimum down. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a 3.5% down payment program, very accommodating for people with credit issues. Um, in good. fact, we have the ability to finance um, an FHA loan with people with as low as a 550 credit score. That's pretty bad. And you have to be doing some work uh, really get to get a 550 score, you yeah. have to you have to be trying to pay people late to get a score that low. Right. Um, so oftentimes, what we'll see are people with collections. A lot of times, people will have a medical issue mm -hmm. that derails their ability to work, mm -hmm. uh, which prohibits them from being able to pay the medical bills. So then they get right. these medical right. collections landing on their credit, and that's oftentimes what and happens when people have, have bad credit very easily. Yeah. So. That's that's one of the the things with FHA is it it really assists people that have gone through those kinds of life events that aren't likely to recur. They understand them. You have to explain them. You have to explain what you've done in your life to prevent them from happening again. Um, it's also accommodating to people who've had home ownership issues. They've had a foreclosure. They've had a short sale. Maybe they've had a bankruptcy. Um, FHA will allow you to buy a home with as little as one year seasoning from one of those major credit events. Um, so that's one of the advantages of FHA. The rates are incredible with FHA, three, three and a quarter percent on a 30 year fixed right now. They're great interest rates. FHA is a little more expensive on the mortgage insurance side. There's a 1.75% upfront fee that's financed into the loan. And then there's a 0.85% fee monthly. Um, that monthly mortgage insurance is for the life of the loan. So that's that's something that's changed in the last few years with FHA that's made it more expensive and life of loan mortgage insurance. But it, it's a great way to get your foot into home ownership. And then the strategy that we often use is buy the home with FHA. And as soon as you can, let's try to refinance it out of FHA so that you can eventually get away from mortgage insurance altogether. Better... Um Rate too, well, maybe. the rates are pretty good on FHA, but when you factor in life of loan mortgage insurance, mm. it's not so good. You know, monthly payment wise, it's not great. So interest rate mm. wise, great rate. I mean, three percent thirty year fixed, 
kind of hard to beat that. Right. But when you tack on a 0.85% mortgage insurance that's there forever, you're essentially paying 3.85% for your so loan. So it's a little higher. So, yeah, in that respect, it's higher. So, you you know, the idea is to get into homeownership with FHA, get your credit continuing to improve, and then eventually get yourself in a position where you can get out of FHA and into something where there is no mortgage insurance. Um, but it's a great way to get into homeownership. And... Um, and then the last program I'll talk about is just your regular conventional loan. It's it's Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, for that matter. They both offer a 3% down mm-hmm. um, loan program. With Fannie Mae, it's called Home Ready. Mm-hmm. With Freddie Mac, it's called Home Possible. These programs are income restrictive. The income restriction is 140% of the median area income, which I think for our area, um, it ends up being about 100 and $6,000 for a one to four person household, somewhere around there. So again, a pretty good household income that you can qualify for in our area um, and get that 3% down loan program opportunity. It's a, it's a conventional loan. So it, it does require mortgage insurance, but conventional mortgage insurance, you can get rid of when you can show that you have 20% equity. So, that's a really cool way to get into owning a home, not having to refinance out of the loan at some point to get away from mortgage insurance. It will just go away when you have that 20% equity. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a great program um, that we offer. Now, I want to talk a little bit about down payment assistance and grant programs that exist out there. Mm-hmm. San Luis Obispo County has a first-time home buyer's loan program. And it's a it's a silent second, mm-hmm. basically, for your loan. You have to go in and apply for it and demonstrate need. Um, the contact at Slow County is Susanna Dye. Um, we've gone through the lender training portion, so we're able to offer this program. It's a very competitive down payment assistance to get to. I, I believe it's every April that the program renews. Mm-hmm. And as a as a potential borrower for the program, you have to go through and do counseling with them and learn about the program. So basically what you have to do is go to the county, go through their counseling courses, and sign up for the program and get in line. And they only get a limited amount of funds each year, and they go quick. So you have to be one of the lucky few that gets them, and then you've got this down payment assistance that can help you meet those those minimum down payments for FHA or conventional. Um, sometimes you can even tack them on to a USDA or VA loan and use them to pay for closing costs. What about Santa Barbara County? Um, like that? I'm sure that there is. A lot of the counties have these different programs. They're federal funds that they're applying for. Um, I don't, I mean, the answer to your question directly is I don't know. For sure. You know, I work here in Slow County, so that's mm-hmm. where my area of knowledge is is mostly based. But mm-hmm. um, so I'm not sure. But it'd, it'd be worth contacting San Luis or Santa Barbara County if you're in that county to find out if they have a similar program. I suspect they probably do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and it's a it's a great way to to get some assistance with either down payment or closing costs when it comes to loan uh, home loan financing. Um, Okay, we're going to take our final commercial break of the show. I have a couple of other down payment assistance and grant programs to talk about to wrap this up. And if you have any questions or comments, 
like David, feel free to call in 543-8830, 543-8830. We'll get you on the air. Uh, stick around for more Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending, Central Coast Lending. When you buy or refinance a home, just call 543-LOAN. Just call 543-LOAN. Just call 543-LOAN. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is locally owned and operated with locations in Paso Robles, Morro Bay, Atascadero, San Luis Obispo, and Arroyo Grande. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with hosts Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. If you want to join the conversation, call the show at 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Now, here's Dan and Jason. She rolled out of bed, she ran to the police station When her papa found out he began to shout He started the investigation It's against the law oh. It was against it's the law. law What the mama saw It's against it the, against law. the law <laughs> mama looks I really don't like this Paul Simon thing the last couple of weekends Good yeah. energy, huh? I love it all right, welcome back. Yeah. We're on the home stretch. It's 10:50. Just a few more minutes with you here on Mortgage Matters today. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate your call, David. It's nice. There's other life on the island. Yeah. It's not just us. No. That's good. I know we're there's doing, people out there. We're doing really good, actually. Um. All right. So. The last thing that I really wanted to talk about was a, a pretty cool program that mm. will help people buy homes, help cover the cost of down payment for mm. some of these minimum down payment loan programs, as well as cover some closing costs. Yeah. So really assist you in, in getting into a home with minimum money out of pocket. This program is a grant program okay. offered through the Golden State Finance Authority. Um, Golden State Finance Authority, GSFA, offers their Platinum and Sapphire loan programs. And these are grant programs. So this is money that doesn't have to be repaid. Oh, that's awesome. It's need-based, of course. So Mm -hmm. there's income restrictions. 
um, you can pair it with USDA, FHA, conventional, VA. You can pair it with any loan program. And it's a, either a 3 or 5% grant. Um, it, it depends a little bit on the interest rate that you're um, receiving as well as the loan program it's being paired with. Um, so I think like the USDA, the maximum grants 3% because okay. with USDA, there's no loan, there's no down payment. So it's, you just need assistance with closing costs. So 3% should be sufficient for that. Um, with conventional or FHA, there is a down payment requirement. So 5% is available to you up to 5%, I should say. Any sort of work history? Do you have to have the job for a certain amount of time? Yeah. I mean, you have to qualify for the program it's being paired with. So okay. the general rule in, um, in mortgage lending when it comes to income qualification is that you have to have a two-year history and a three-year likelihood of continuance for okay. any source of income. Okay. There are some exceptions to that, um, but for the most part, you have to have a history and a likelihood of continuance. Okay. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't change jobs and not be eligible unless you're at the job for two years. Mm -hmm. You have to be employed for two years, not okay. with the same company, just employed. You have to show that you can't show that. Oh, I worked here for a month and then I quit. And, and then I, I had six months six off, month off. And then I, yeah. you know, yeah. worked at another place for a couple of months. And then I yeah. took another six months off. No, that that's not showing stability of employment. Okay. Um, so there are, you know, some uh, there's ability to explain a job gap if it's reasonable. Like with me, I mean, I'm not looking for a loan, but um, El Dorado Broadcaster shut down and went out of business. Exactly. And so I maybe, came over here for American General Media. Yeah. And so maybe I switched a, jobs. Maybe but, there's a couple months lapse too. Maybe right, right. maybe they were, you know, getting the studio ready uh, ready for you and it took a couple months. So mm -hmm. maybe you, you went on vacation and enjoyed life for a little bit for two months before you had to go back to work. Yeah. That's perfectly reasonable. And with a right. letter of explanation explaining that you know, hey, this this place laid me off. They went out of business. They sold the station, mm -hmm. and I got employed by the new station. But it took a couple the months company, for them to prepare for they weren't ready. us. Yeah. yeah. So that's which that's is reasonable. actually the case. We were off for two weeks because yeah. I was still, you know, in the building. But we were actually off for two weeks because this studio wasn't ready. Yeah. So so that kind of thing is explainable. Yeah. There's a right. lot of ability in mortgage finance to to explain situations. Okay. Um, as long as things are reasonable and they make sense mm -hmm. and it doesn't seem like a pattern of behavior, um, then it's, you can definitely explain these situations. Okay. There's, it's very rare, you know, a lot of, in theory, mortgage seems like it should just be something that's pretty black and white, but there's a lot of gray area. There's lots mm -hmm. of, I mean, when you're dealing with people, there's a lot of situations that are specific to that person. And so in the mortgage world, you have to understand different people, different job situations, different, different things. And you have to, you have to be willing to accommodate that stuff. So we are. And, uh, and that's part of working with a local mortgage professional where we help guide you through that process. It's not okay. easy. We've seen a lot of situations so we can help guide you through how to explain these things in the best way possible to get you approved for a loan. And that's really where we're adding a lot of value versus working with some out of town or internet lender kind of thing that, that they just they yeah. don't always provide that personal service. Right. So okay. that's that's where that's where Central Coast Lending comes in and helps you out. So again, the Sapphire loan program and platinum loan programs, these grant programs are cool ways to pair with any any loan out there. Conventional, VA, FHA, USDA, and get a grant 
for down payment and closing costs. Um, again, it's need-based. It is income-restrictive, but it helps you get into home ownership. Um, and so there's a lot of resources out there for you. We talk about all of these loan programs on our website, centralcoastlending.com. Mm-hmm. There's a loan program resources page where you can read about any one of these programs. We give you enough information out there to really whet your appetite. And if you want to get into the nitty gritty of the different programs, just give us a call at the office, 543-LOAN. Um, and all of our loan officers are equipped to talk to you about these different um, home buying opportunities. You know, we had David call in, talk about rehabilitation loan or construction loan. We do those. We can help you with those. Um, We have the ability to finance mobile homes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mobile homes are tough to finance. There are a lot. Most lenders don't deal in mobile homes. Um, It's a a whole different animal. It's it's not really even a a real estate loan. It's a a mobile home is classified as chattel. It's classified as personal property. So it's a different kind of loan altogether. Well, doesn't it seem like mobile homes, maybe not so much now, but like the older ones could tend to decrease in value as Um, opposed to increase in value? Is that part of the problem? I don't know. There's there's different um, concerns and uh, about mobile Mm -hmm. homes. I don't know if concerns is the right word, but different issues with mobile homes. You know, I mean, they could not be there. They're on wheels. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? yeah, yeah. you can make a loan on a mobile home, and all of a sudden, the mobile home's not there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, home. where's my collateral as yeah. the lender? Uh, yeah. All of a sudden, I got this debt outstanding, and there's nothing I, that I've, I can sell. I see an empty pad where I'd sign for the loan. <laughs> decides to yeah. take it I see what saying. So it's, it's just a different type of loan altogether, but we do those. And they're not considered in the same thing as like the factory built like the no because those are actually yeah they don't actually have a wheels underneath them i don't think there's a lot of confusion about uh Mm -hmm. the differences between mobile manufactured and modular homes um and then and then stick we have two minutes to explain so i don't have time to talk about it today (laughs) but there's a lot of differences and even industry professionals confuse those terms all the time it happens all the time i see mobile homes listed as manufactured and i see manufactured listed as mobile Mm -hmm. and there are distinct differences between them and they need to be understood before we engage in the discussion of financing that property so it's something that we know the differences okay. between all those types of homes, and we have programs for all those yeah. different types of homes. Yeah. And uh, and we're here to help you. Um, Central Coast Lending, we've got four offices throughout the county. We've got uh, an office based on the, on the North Coast in Morro Bay. We've got an office in San Luis Obispo. And we've got two North County offices, one in Atascadero and one in Paso Robles. Our new Paso Robles location is at 513 13th Street. A uh, couple blocks off the park there. Uh, That's easy. 513 13th yeah, Street. It's a great little freestanding craftsman home. Uh, we've got several loan officers up there. I think in all, we've got 17 loan officers throughout the county to help you. Um, we try to have conveni- convenient meeting places uh, throughout the county for you as our customer. We also work well if you don't like to meet in person. You can apply for a loan online. You can go to centralcoastlending.com. There's an apply now link. It's secure. It's safe. We take a lot of applications online, and we can begin the loan process that way. Um, 
the documentation, we never need original documents. In fact, all of our documents that we receive from you are stored digitally. So you can deliver your documents digitally. Um, you know, you hear about some of these internet lenders that talk about the online mortgage. We can do that too. You can mm -hmm. email us, you can fax us, you can take pictures of documents and send them to us. In fact, I just had a person take pictures of pay stubs, tax returns, bank statements, all of it, and send it to me that way. That's we awesome. can handle that. We try to make it easy for you to qualify to get approved for a home loan at Central Coast Lending. A lot of different ways to do it. I appreciate you listening to me talk for two hours. That's, if you we did need great. mortgage did. help this week, give us a call at the office. The number is 543-LOAN, 543-5626, or check us out online at centralcoastlending.com. We'll be back next week with more Mortgage Matters.